Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I'm so happy to join with you today. I'm in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. We just finished our Forgive and Be Free retreat on Sunday. And, uh, oh my gosh, it was awesome. We have such a good time when we go on retreat. And by we, I mean everybody. No, it's just amazing. I'm always amazed at just how much healing we can have when we go on retreat. It's remarkable. It never ceases to amaze and humble me. It's really, it's really beautiful. And let's see how much healing we can have right now together. You and me. Let's go for it. So let's take that breath and, and say a prayer here. I like to place my hand on my heart. And give thanks. So grateful and so thankful for the love of God revealing itself in our hearts, in our minds. So grateful and so thankful to say yes to infinite love intelligence. So grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the higher Holy Spirit self and say yes to an unlimited flow and supply of divine inspiration and goodness. Truly we are grateful, truly we are thankful to allow ourselves to recognize and remember that our true nature is divine. We're already as holy as holy can be and we gather together in this moment now for the purpose of remembering and recognizing that this is so. We are grateful and thankful to surrender any sense of lack or limitation, any sense of regret or resentment, hurt, blame, shame, guilt, they all fall away. So we allow ourselves to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit here and now. Sharing the benefits with all beings because we're one with them, we are grateful to simply allow the healing to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful and so thankful to come together and share with you today. Today is a wonderful day for me. It's uh, the first day of our Living A Course in Miracles series. It's the 11th series that we've done, believe it or not. Uh, unbelievable how many of these classes we have done and how powerful each one of them is. I give thanks for them. Uh, they've been such a blessing in my life and so many people have written to tell me what a blessing it is to them. You know, I, I get emails all the time and I'm very thankful to get them where people tell me I, I've healed their life and I always write back to them and say it's not actually possible for me to heal anyone's life but my own, but I get that we are the two or more who are gathered together intentionally and prayerfully and that there's power in that. 
in power in our joining together and that we're holding this Christ light for each other. Blessing all and carrying everyone with us. And so the Living A Course in Miracles class have been a huge blessing to many people, including me, of course. And we start a new series today. It's called Time to Rise and Shine. It's time to rise and shine. We're feeling this inner impetus to be the message and to be the change we'd like to see in the world and to really be it. Be it to see it, I say. And the subtitle of the class, Spirit gives it to me and I love how it comes. It just comes like that. It's time to rise and shine taking spiritual action. And for us as Course in Miracles students, we know that we seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world. And in doing so, we actually do change the world. Because the world that we see is a projection of the mind. So the greatest thing that we can contribute to humanity, to life, is changing our mind from false beliefs, false perceptions. And today, my class, in just a few hours, is called Living Without Fear. So in our Living A Course of Miracles series, we do a a class and then a homework class. And so it's kind of like we lay the groundwork of the principle and then in the homework class, more about the application, how do we live it, how do we apply it, how do we really bring it home. And so I'm doing, starting us off with two classes on the topic of living without fear. Remember, too, that these Living A Course in Miracles classes are open to anyone. Anyone can join or register. They're completely free. They are our gift to you. And we have 11 classes in 12 days in this series. And uh, we have uh, Colin Tipping, Jimmy Twyman, David Fishman, and none other than Alan Cohen. I love these four men. They're wonderful. I've done classes with all of them, and we we have a good time together, and I know we'll all benefit greatly from this series, and I I bless them all for joining. Just kind of an interesting thing that it turned out, uh, Spirit led me to these four men. I don't question it too much. I follow the guidance. Uh, Sometimes we have a lot of women, sometimes we have a lot of men. It just uh, seems to be the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> and uh, um, taking spiritual action is our impetus to really live this life, living the love, walking the talk. Walking the talk, living the love. That's what we're, we're inspiring ourselves to do. And the topic of the, our radio show episode today is Taking spiritual action. Oh, I know. There was something I wished to say, and that is that, yes, these classes are all free, but you do have to register to participate in them. And you can get the downloads if you cannot join us live. uh, And you can get the transcripts. So it takes a little while for us to get the transcripts together, but as soon as we have them, then you can have them too. And download them all for free. So supporting the global A Course in Miracles community with the Living A Course in Miracles app, uh, 
uh, rather, Course in Miracles app, Living a Course in Miracles classes, and many more Course in Miracles resources at livingacourseinmiracles.com. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who contribute to make these offerings free, because that's how we do it. The radio show and everything is free because of your contributions. And uh, I know I've been saying it for months now, but we just get closer and closer to finding the best delivery system for the transcripts of this radio show. So, we are talking about taking spiritual action in uh, in uh, our radio broadcast today and I'm going to point you to as Spirit pointed me to in the text chapter 12 section 7 paragraph 5 so section 7 is looking within and this is of course where we take the spiritual action from within this is how to really work in the invisible as I say and In our human experience, we have two choices to align with the false, and that's the ego, or to align with with the true, the truth that sets us free, and that's the spirit. And so, when we are aligned with ego, then when we're trying to change our life or change the world, we're pushing density. We're working in the world of form. So we're trying to accomplish things by making phone calls and sending emails and having conversations and writing things down and driving all over the place. And when we're working in spirit, from spirit, with spirit, as spirit, we're working in the invisible realm of mind. And as The Course in Miracles tells us, All healing is at the level of the mind. So the way for us to have an amazing, miraculous healing is to have a shift in our awareness from the ego thought system to the spirit's thought system, thoughts we think with God. And when we have that shift in our mind that is the miracle, then we see things shift in form. So that's why we seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world. And what I find really helpful is to think about it this way. So I can say to myself, okay, Jennifer, you are feeling tired and exhausted. You must be working in form. You must be pushing density instead of working in the invisible world of the mind. So when we change our mind about things, things get a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier. And we can breathe. And the invisible world of the mind can do the heavy lifting. If we're willing to change our mind, it's going to have a ripple effect. Every thought that we think is like a ripple on the surface of a clear lake, a still lake. And it ripples and ripples and ripples. So whatever the thought is, it's going to ripple according to its nature. 
So if it's a thought of anger, it's going to ripple out anger according to its nature. If it's a thought of peace, it's going to ripple out peace according to its nature. And we get to decide what we're going to think. So the number one place for us to take spiritual action is in choosing the thoughts that are peace. Now, in this chapter 12, section 7, paragraph 5, it says, You see what you expect, and you expect what you invite. This is so clear and so concise. So we see what we expect. So we see our beliefs. And what are our beliefs? They are the meaning that we have made of things. They are our interpretation from the past, this life or another life. That's our karma. Our beliefs are our karma. So we see what we expect. So I think that one way that's really helpful for us to change our minds is to really just apply this. Okay, so I see what I expect. So we could say, I'm, I'm looking at a loved one, or you could even say a political candidate. You're looking at someone in your life. You see what you expect. So think about someone in your life that you're looking at, or some situation that you're looking at, that's not happy-making to you. There's distress around what you're seeing. Just think of that for a moment. Can you identify, are you willing to identify that what you're seeing is what you expect? I know on the Forgive and Be Free retreat that I just did, I was asking people, do you ever get into this mindset where you're thinking, oh my God, here it comes again. I can't believe they're doing that again. Oh my God, they always do this. Oh my God, they never do that. Oh, here it is repeating and repeating. I can't believe this is happening again. It's another disappointment and another disappointment and another disappointment. I used to think that way all the time. And I realized that I was seeing what I expected. I expected to be disappointed. I expected to be let down. I expected for there to be a problem, pain and suffering. And I can remember having conversations with ministers who said, Oh, I'm so tired of people not bringing excellence into what they're doing. They're volunteering, and that's great, but they don't bring a sense of excellence with it. And I can remember feeling the same way, like, what's this about? Well, realizing I see what I expect, I could finally say, you know what? I think I need to change my mind about this. So I started to work with an affirmation, People love to support me with excellence, and I love to receive it. People love to support me with excellence, and I love to receive their support, their excellent support. People support me with excellence, and I love to receive it. 
People love to support me with excellence, and I love to receive their excellent support. So I worked it just like that to find an affirmation that would help me change my mind so that I could start to have a different way of looking because our expectations, which are our beliefs, same thing, they are precipitatory. So they precipitate action. They, they bring it into being. So our taking spiritual action is to really change our mind about the world. So rather than trying to change every person I met who was supporting me, I decided to change my mind about every person I met. And it made a difference. You know that it did. So it says, you see what you expect, and you expect what you invite. You expect what you invite. So by our beliefs, we are creating an invitation. We're generating an invitation for people to show up according to what we believe. It is done unto us as we believe. And so, in this situation that you brought to your mind just a little while ago, that's not happy-making to you, can you see the invitation for the expectation? You expect what you invite. Can you see your belief showing up as an invitation, an energetic invitation to life? to the world. Because these kinds of patterns are so common and it doesn't have anything to do with whether people seem to be very intelligent or very loving or very kind. Because I meet people all the time who are extremely intelligent, very perceptive, who are very loving, very kind, very generous, very thoughtful, who are still not recognizing that their belief is an invitation to their experience and that there are subtle levels of expectation for disappointment, for hurt, for regret and resentment. And I will honestly tell you that for a very long time I had an extremely sticky, dense, thick pattern about disappointment And feeling righteous that people would let me down so that I could feel better than everyone because I needed something to mask my feeling that there was something wrong with me. So because I had this core belief that something was wrong with me, my defense against the truth, right? Now, Course in Miracles tells us Sickness is a defense against the truth. So the truth was, is, there's nothing wrong with me. But I had a belief, there is something heinously wrong with me. Some dark, evil, ugly, ickiness inside. That was my belief. And my defense 
excuse me, and that was my belief. What's the truth? The truth is, I am the Christ. I am perfect. I am pure love. That's the truth. And my defense against that truth, which is the only truth, no different versions of the truth. The truth is, I am perfect. I am pure love. I am the Christ. My defense against that truth was these thoughts of people always let me down. People disappoint me. People never measure up. People, 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 people. That was my defense against the truth. So I'm operating from there's something wrong with me. And because there's something wrong with me, my expectation is that people are going to let me down and disappoint me. Because I am not worthy of excellence. I am not worthy of unconditional love. I am not worthy of unconditional support and goodness. So my expectation is that I will be disappointed, I will be let down. And all of it continues to be a defense against the truth. And as as I was saying before, of course, miracles tells us sickness is a defense against the truth. And it's a mental sickness to be complaining all the time, to be judging all the time, to expect disappointment all the time. It's a mental illness, we could say. Because it's not true, it's fabricated, and it's not natural. Mm-hmm. So, you see what you expect, and you expect what you invite. Look how much we get out of just one sentence. Again, chapter 12, section 7, paragraph 5. And then it says, your perception is the result of your invitation. Your perception is the result of your invitation coming to you as you sent for it. So, by our belief system, we invite experiences and we're expecting them to show up. And there is a sense of relief. There's a sense of freedom. There's a sense of righteousness. There's a sense of, aha, I knew it, when things show up the way we expected them, when the invitation to the universe to show up and disappoint us and and uh, be less than we desire. When it shows up like that, where, aha, I was right. I was right. Such a strong human pattern, ego pattern. Yes. So our perception is the result of our invitation coming to you as you sent for it. So our perception is our evaluation, our opinion, our judgment. And it says, whose manifestations would you see? Of whose presence would you be convinced? For you will believe in what you manifest, and as you look out, so will you see in. Two ways of looking at the world are in your mind and your perception will reflect the guidance you have chosen. Okay, so this is so helpful to us in changing our mind about the world. So our perception 
what we're seeing will reflect the guidance you have chosen. So when you're seeing in the world uh, the, the political display, the terrorism display, the violent display, your perception of it will tell you whose guidance you're listening to, the ego or the spirit. Because despite the display, no matter how intense it is, we can be at peace when we are listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Despite the display, we can be at peace. Even if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. So, this is what I call partnering up. Getting the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Partnering up so that I do not have to suffer with my opinions and my judgments. Every time that I am feeling distress and pain and suffering and judgment and thinking, oh, here it's happening again. I can't believe this. Oh, my God. Why does this keep happening to me? Right in that moment, I can say, okay, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. The prayer on page 90. And I'm the one who made that decision. I'm the one who sent the invitation. Whether I know it or not, I am the one who sent the invitation by energizing the beliefs. I am the one who had the expectation. And I am the one who is maybe secretly happy that things didn't go well. So that I can say, hmm, it's not my fault. This is happening to me. And I am better than this. This is bad. What is happening is bad. This terrorism is bad. This political situation is bad. These people are bad. But I am not that. I am separate from that. I have nothing to do with that. I have no responsibility to that. That's what I used to think. But now I can say, okay, where's my responsibility in this? So nobody's to blame. It's a collective. Blame doesn't help. It never helps. But taking responsibility, changing our mind about the world, is the only way that we can effectively change the world. Yes. So this is taking spiritual action. Because this is a big question for a lot of Course in Miracles students. How can I truly make a difference in this world? I'd like to be a loving presence in this world. I'd like to make a difference and make the world a better place. What about taking spiritual action? What about it? How do I do that? So we'll talk more about this when I come back from the break. And while you're on the break, I encourage you to go to livingacoursemiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com and sign up for our free classes of Living a Course in Miracles. It's time to rise and shine. We're taking spiritual action. And remember, all these classes are free. And if you see... Uh, posting it Facebook from me. Won't you like it or share it so that more people can find out about these free classes and enjoy them from all over the world. Uh, in past years, we've had people from over a 100 countries participating in these classes. And let's go for even more. It's all free for you. 
I'm Jennifer Hagley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey now. (laughs) Sound like Hank Kingsley. Yeah. I just recently got the uh, full set of uh, the Larry Sanders show. Uh, that show to me is hilarious. Anyway, has nothing to do with A Course in Miracles. <laughs> so we're talking about rising and shining, taking spiritual action. That's actually effective. So we, we, of course, we begin in the mind and we get inspired to take action in the world, but It has to come from the higher Holy Spirit self in order to be effective in bringing us a joyful learning experience instead of a painful learning experience. So we learn to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, in my experience, it's not actually a voice that I hear. I usually, I get a sense or a feeling And that's what I've learned to trust. In a certain way, I think that describing how we receive intuition is a little challenging because it's different all the time. It's different for different people. And in my experience, uh, it's a thought. It's a feeling. Uh, might be something I hear. Um, might be a, a song or a lyric that brings that that insight, that intuition could be a visual, something that I see. Sometimes it's pictures that appear in my mind's eye. So it could be any of these ways that we receive inspiration through intuition. And the, the, the thing that we train ourselves is to recognize the vibration of it or the tenor of it. And it, it's, it's so different than the ego. But if we're not that familiar with it, we might not be able to easily recognize it. So the thing for us is to recognize that voice on a regular basis by being willing to pay attention to it. I've had so many conversations with people who say they can't tell the difference between intuition and ego. And I get it. But intuition is gentle. It is that still small voice most of the time or that sense, that feeling, that gut feeling. And the ego has always got this pushing, unkind, judgmental, if you don't do this, if you better do that. And uh, and so it's poking and prodding us versus the Spirit leading us and guiding us, saying, go this way, go that way. And a lot of times when we get spiritual guidance, it can be so different from the way of the world. So different from the way of the world. You know, um, for instance, uh, in 
A Course in Miracles in the Manual for Teachers. I was talking about this uh, yesterday in my Masterful Living class. We were talking about uh, really living the characteristics of the teachers of God, and one of them is generosity. And the Course in Miracles teaching of generosity is the opposite of the world. So in the world, generosity is to give away. And in A Course in Miracles, the the concept of generosity is to have more through sharing, to have give all to all. And that the only way to really have something that's of value, and of course the only the, the, the thoughts we think with God are of value, so only the peace and the joy and the love and the harmony and the freedom and the wisdom and the clarity and the beauty and the truth, etc., these spiritual qualities are of real value because they're eternal, they're infinite, they're our divine nature. Um, And so the only way to have an experience of these qualities and to really vibrate with them and to experience them in their fullness is to share them, to give them away, to have give all to all. So... The way of the ego is the opposite of the spirit because you tell the ego that generosity is going to be bringing you more. The ego says, no, no, generosity is giving away. I'll have less. I'll have less. So when we think of generosity, we can think of being generous of the spirit. So... Taking spiritual action in the world is being generous of the heart, generous of the spirit, which of course is practicing non-judgment. It's practicing being at peace rather than complaining. I used to be a chronic complainer, so I know a lot about that. (laughs) Learned the hard way, learned through pushing density, and so now I'm so happy that I can learn through joy. That's what I'm really interested in. Learning through joy. So, going back to chapter 12, section 7, now paragraph 6. I am the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, and when you see me, it will be because you have invited the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus talking to us. I am the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And when you see me, it will be because you have invited the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit will send you his witnesses if you will but look upon them. So the Holy Spirit is sending us the witnesses to love, to peace, to harmony, to joy, to freedom, to abundance, to prosperity. If we will but look upon them. Remember always that you see What you seek, for what you seek, you will find. You see what you seek, and what you seek, you will find. You see what you seek. So we're talking about seeing with ego perception or spiritual perception. So... We're always going to see what we seek. So when, going back to the example I was talking about earlier, when we look at 
someone in our life that we're upset about, that's disappointed us, that we're angry about, and we see they are less than. And we see they have a problem. When we see that they are deficient. That's what we're seeking. It's what it means in the paragraph before. Two ways of looking at the world are in your mind and your perception will reflect the guidance you've chosen. So, there's, um, I've quoted it many times, you might remember it. It's, uh, I got it from Michael Beckwith where he says, When you believe more in what you don't see, then you will see what you don't see, and you won't see what you do see. So when we believe more in the field of love and the perfection of love revealing itself in our world, we're going to see more of that. So, for instance, we can look at an experience like the Orlando uh, massacre in the LGBT community, in the club. And we can see that, yes, on surface, it does seem uh, clearly an act of terrorism. And it does seem that it was an act of self-terrorism that this uh, man was filled with self-hatred and projected it out onto the community as a way of not owning it and uh, not having to deal with it, projecting it out. And then the supreme act of self-hatred, killing other people and killing himself so that he no longer has to deal with his self-hatred. You know, A Course in Miracles tells us all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. And it's because there's only one. There's not two, there's just one. And so that experience that we saw in the world of this massacre and the suicide, that's our experience so there's, if, if it's upsetting to us, we're not seeing it correctly. And it's, it's challenging to see these things correctly, believe me. <clears throat> I'm not saying that it's easy. It's not easy. We have to be supremely willing to see the truth in order to have that truth set us free. The truth is always operating, but are we willing to see it? Are we willing to recognize it? How does it feel to us? So, what if this experience with these people brings to our attention that homophobia and self-hatred, when it's repressed, it can explode into tremendous violence. And that perhaps there are hundreds maybe more, of people around the world who have been in a similar situation to this young man where they were so filled with self-hatred that they projected it out onto other people and hated other people. And then if people can recognize, oh, that's that person in my life 
has that going on. I see that it seems like their self-hatred is projected out onto others. And maybe I could have compassion for them. Maybe I could pray for them. And that could help them have the strength to shift into loving themselves. In fact, there's a a song that uh, we sing at Agape, and it goes like this. It goes, I love myself so much that I can love you so much that you can love you so much that you can start loving me. And that song... It's it's powerful, it's beautiful, it's also confrontational to sing it with other people. I love myself so much that I can love you so much. Just the idea that I love myself so much. How comfortable can we feel singing I love myself so much that I can love you so much. So if you think of someone in your life that you maybe you say you love or that you say you hate, you dislike, you despise, and maybe they're on the television screen of your life, not in your living room. Maybe they're in your workplace. Someone that really bothers you. And if you think of, I love myself so much that I can love you so much. If we're having trouble loving other people, it's because we're having trouble loving ourselves. It's not because they're unlovable. What could you not accept if you but knew that all things, situations, circumstances, and events were gently planned by one whose only purpose was your good. Not only can we accept everything, we can learn to have love for everyone. For everyone. And it does begin with self-love. This is the greatest spiritual action that we can take. So, It says here, going back to the text, Remember always that you see what you seek. For what you seek, you will find. So if what you see is someone that you despise, if what you see is someone that disturbs you, if what you see is someone that you dislike and you love to hate or you're really irritated or frustrated by, can you stop? For a moment, join with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I've been seeing what I seek, which is this projection of my own self-dislike, my own self-hatred, my own self-confusion or distrust. And I'm not interested in seeking that anymore. I'm not interested in believing in it anymore. I'm not interested in inviting it or expecting it anymore. Now I'm interested in the truth that sets me free. And I'm interested in sharing that with everyone because I'm one with them. Let all minds heal of this belief in separation. So it says, The ego finds what it seeks and only that. 
It does not find love, for that is not what it is seeking. Yet seeking and finding are the same. And if you seek for two goals, you will find them, but you will recognize neither. You'll think they're the same, because you want both of them. The mind always strives for integration, and if it is split and wants to keep the split, it will believe it has one goal by making it seem to be one. So, the ego finds what it seeks and only that. So, here's how we apply this. The ego seeks... Excuse me. The ego finds what it seeks and only that. So if you look around your life, what you have found is either a manifestation of pure spirit, that's everything that's beautiful and loving and magnificent in your life, and everything that is unpleasant that you dislike is a projection of the ego. And the ego has actually sought to bring it into manifestation. The ego does not find love, for that is not what it's seeking. So when we walk into a situation and we are filled with despair, oh, I don't like this, oh, this is not what I want, we can know that the ego is the one that walked in the door. And you know what? Why not walk right back out again? Walk right back out that door. You can do it mentally, you can do it physically and say, okay, reboot, I'm starting again. Reboot, I'm going to reboot myself in this moment. The ego does not find love, for that is not what it is seeking. Yet seeking and finding are the same. Remember, perception and projection are the same. So what we project, we will then perceive. What we seek, we will then find. If we seek for two goals, heaven and hell, we will find them. But we won't actually experience the fullness of heaven or the fullness of hell. And we'll think they're the same because we're interested in both of them. Hell is separation thinking. Heaven is being in our right mind, the loving mind. It says in paragraph 7 here, I said before that what you project or extend is up to you, but you must do one or the other, for that is a law of mind, and you must look in before you look out. So, project or extend. Remember how I was saying to have, give all to all, and that generosity is sharing? It's extending. So when we're sharing and extending love and peace and joy and harmony and everything that's real, then we're in alignment with the Spirit. But when we project, then we're in alignment with the ego. So the tool of projection is our judgments, our opinions, our interpretations, the meaning we've made of things. And this is the the law of mind. That we must look in before we look out. As you look in, you choose the guide for seeing. So we're always deciding who we're going to align with as our guide, spirit or ego. 
And so if we don't like what we see, let's align with a different guide, right? I'm getting ready to go to Thailand next month for my self-love and extreme pampering retreat, which you can still sign up for, by the way. And um, gosh, last week I bought my ticket to Thailand, round trip from New York, And I even saw tickets for just under $500. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. So, uh, yes, you can still join us. This is going to be a transformational, life-changing retreat. Self-love and extreme pampering. So, um, how did I get onto that? I was thinking about... Oh, choosing a guide. (laughs) So one of the things, one of the options for um, our Thailand trip is to spend a couple of days in Bangkok with me. And we're going to do some sightseeing uh, as we acclimate to the time zone. And and, uh, Bangkok has some amazing, beautiful spiritual sites and um, cultural sites. And so let's say we were on a sightseeing trip with a guide and it was really unpleasant and the guide kept just showing us the trash heaps and um the graveyards and um the the backs of buildings and um pits of unfinished construction we'd want a different guide we'd say uh, let's get the guide who's going to show us what's beautiful, what's harmonious, what's peaceful, what's inspiring, and what's uplifting. So we can do this every day when we're seeing what we don't like. Oh, let me choose a different guide. Oh, I got I got aligned with the guide of the ego. Oops. Oops. I can change my mind. Oops. And align with a new guide. And that, my friend, is taking spiritual action right here, right now, today. And we can do it all day long. All day long. Oh, gosh, I love these teachings of A Course in Miracles. I'm so grateful for them. I'm looking forward to my Living Without Fear class today and then the homework class tomorrow. Remember all the classes at livingacoursemiracles.com. They're free This whole series that we're doing just starts today. 11 classes with Colin Tipping and Alan Cohen, Jimmy Twyman and David Fishman and myself. It's time to rise and shine. Taking spiritual action is our theme. We have a lot of great classes on uh, relationship and, um, oh, just good, good stuff. I'm really looking forward to the series. And also, uh, just a reminder too, in addition to the self-love and extreme pampering retreat, I have the New Year's Reboot Retreat at the end of the year, and that's also in North Carolina, uh, where I am now in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, I just love it here. It is so nice. We had such a wonderful retreat uh, I'm sure we'll have a wonderful time at New Year's as well. What a great time to come together and shift our thinking, shift our lives, start our new year with a whole new perspective, a whole new guide. Oh, And our radio show is listener-sponsored radio. Thank you to all the listeners who contribute. I so appreciate 
your contributions. It makes it possible to uh, do this whole transcript project that we're doing. And we have a whole group of things that we're, uh, we're embarking on. Uh, we are going to make the Course of Miracles app for Android and uh, excited about that and uh, more things coming forth. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your contribution. And you can make a tithe or an offering uh, at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful and so thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the guide for love, the guide for peace, the guide for prosperity, abundance, wholeness, and freedom. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We allow our healing to extend to all. In gratitude, we accept it fully, we receive it fully, we let it be fully, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. See you at Living a Course of Miracles. Mwah.